business success usually comes to those who are too busy to be looking for it. Join RVK for the award-winning RV on Business Show every Tuesday at 12 midday. It's not about thinking out of the box. There is no box. Only on 101.9 High FM. We've all been working from home and um, I was just told once again now that we have got restrictions in the office, how we can come in, when we can come in, how often we can be there, how long we can spend there, etc., etc. So working from home is really what it's all about. And one of the things that we've all benefited from working from home is the lower cost of transport. All of a sudden your transport costs have come down, whether you're taking public transport or health train or using your own vehicle. But then the concern starts worrying you is what is going to happen with my tax? Ultimately, if you're running your own business, I need to have expenses, to, you know, in the business in order to offset a certain amount of tax. And if I'm earning a salary um, and now all of a sudden I'm working at home and I'm using my own stuff rather than officer stuff, be it stationary, be it hardware and software, how does this all work and how does this all impact? Well, Textum has done, done it again. They've made life simple. Um, it's not often that I say I get a press release that's really interactive where you can click on um, highlighted words and open spreadsheets. It allows you to do your own work, but I'm not the one being interviewed. So Ilani van der Vestazen, Senior Tax Technical at Textum. Welcome to High FM. Thank you for the invite and to have a nice chat about how employees can claim their expenses for because they were working from home since last year, March. Fantastic. And um, before we get into it, I'm sure you guys were inundated from last year with people being in touch with you and saying, hold on, my whole life has changed. My whole tax life has changed. Um, were you guys on the back foot that you have to redesign things or was it a matter of just retweaking things to suit people? It was actually just to tweak a little bit more and actually just broadcast, broadcast it more because people wasn't actually... Um, they didn't know about the home office that they can claim for employees. They just have to um, qualify or basically fulfill the requirements. And that didn't change before COVID and after COVID. So we just broadcast more to make it available to anyone that they can know. Okay, I can claim it. Fantastic. Um, let's get straight into it because a home office, when people think of home office, they often think of a very, you know, luxurious home with this little wing where there's an office and, and the tables and computers and setup. But we know, and I know things, well, I have a lot of colleagues that are working at their dining room tables with kids coming home from school now screaming in the background. Um, and it's very difficult to find what a home office is. So let's unpack that thought. What is considered a home office for SARS purposes? For a home office, for uh, specifically for SARS, uh, unfortunately, it can't be a dining room table because it's a shared uh, shared space. Okay. It specifically needs to be, a, even if it's a little corner, but it would be best to, if you've got a small room or a dedicated section of your home that specifically are set out for your office so with your table, your computer, your screen, which is not a shared space for personal use. Okay, so that's really, that, that's quite important. I'm happy yes. I brought it up because ultimately everything that you deduct is dependent on that percentage of your home that you're using. 
That's correct, because you need to take that size of your home office compared to your total home, and then you work out a percentage of that, and only that percentage you can claim as a deduction on your tax return. But luckily, if you struggle with maths or you don't like maths, you can actually just use our tax term calculator, which would help you to do that. All you need to punch in is your figures of the expenses that you've incurred. So let's maybe go a little bit further. If you're renting a property, for example, and you don't know, all you need to do is look at your lease. It'll tell you the square meterage of your property. That's if correct, you yes. bought a property and you're not sure, I think the easiest way to do it would either to be call the estate agent that you bought it from and they would be able to help you. If not, call your bondholder and just say to them, listen, I just need the square meterage and I'll be able to look it up for you and then you can measure out your own little space. But Ilani, when I brought that point up, you smiled and I'm smiling now because I can tell you now, personally, SARS has asked me year after year for my plans to show where my home office is. So, you know, please don't thumb suck the, 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 the square meterage. Don't guesstimate it. Be as accurate as you possibly can. Um, and as Ilani said, try and make sure that it's a designated area so right. you can define it as a home office. Yeah. Anyway, Ilani, take us through it. A person's working from home, they work on a job, they're now working from home. What do they need to record? What do they need to keep bear in mind when tax season comes? Okay. Well, I would actually start off with the requirements um, because this is the most important. You just need to double check that you are able to claim which is, it's just a few quick steps. You will need to have approval from your employer. Um, they, SARS may ask you to provide a letter to from your employer that confirms that you are, may work from home, and you will need to work from home at least 50% of the time. It sounds like a lot, but if you think about it, from March to February this year, it's just six months. And it don't have to be from March to September. It can also be just 50% of the day and more the least you need to be working at home is 50%. It can be more, it can be 70%. You can work the whole time from home, you can still claim. And then obviously, as we discussed, you also need to have that designated area in your home, and which is specifically set up for your home office. And if you're still unsure, if you're not are able to claim, <laughs> once again, Taxdom has a nice decision tree that you can answer a quick few questions to find out if you are able to claim or not. Um, then just as I mean, touched on earlier, you would need to have that supporting docs. As he's mentioned, SARS may ask you uh, for building plans, plans. They even can ask you a little picture to show that this is your home office. It's set up for work only. And then Lovely. as I mean... So you've hit a real nerve there. The SMSs are coming in fast and furious. What needs to be in my uh, in my office? Thomas asks, all I have is a trestle table, a laptop, and a printer. Joan says, um, I'm simply working off my laptop. I don't even have a printer because I don't need one. I do all my scanning on my phone, um, et cetera. And I'm getting the similar sort of stuff. What do, what, what, what do people need to have that is qualified as a home office? It's basically literally your table, your chair, your laptop. If you've got a printer, it's your printer. But it, clearly, a source needs to see clearly that it's not a shared space. For example, right. 
it can't be a dining room table, so there can't be food or <laughs> basically your everyday things like a television, that type of things. It's specifically uh, linked to what you do. So if you, for example, need a drawing table, if you're an architect, you can, that will be part of your little home office because you would have your little drawing board for, to do to draw up your plans. So Erin asked, uh, the only quiet space I could find in the house to work from was our bedroom. I've set up a table, a printer, a laptop, a lamp, and some files for me to work from. Would that space be considered a tax deduction? If it's, if you can say definitely that this is a separate area, that this won't be used as like a bedroom function, um, yeah, yes, you can claim. But I need to say, unfortunately, SARS may disqualify that deduction still if they are not happy that that is your setup. Okay, but I'll be right in saying that if SARS does disqualify it, it's not the end of the line. One can always go back and motivate it and yes. they can maybe be more clear and more specific. Let's quickly look at this home office um, um, calculator you've got here. So first of all, once again, it's just so intuitive. It's so easy to use. Um, you've got a little block at the top, whether you rent or you own. You simply tick that and you could rent it or water electricity. Da, 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 da. And every time you come to something technical, like wear and tear office equipment, you've got a wear and tear calculator. You just click on it and it'll help you to work it out. And then right. you simply put it in, you put your square meters of your home, square meter of the total property, so square meter of your office space of your property, and the um, and the percentage will be calculated for you. It's as simple as that. That's completely correct. That's 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 our aim of the game, to make it as easy as possible for everyone out there. Okay. So now we've moved from someone who's employed to someone who is a, a self-employed. And the, the parameters change slightly because let's say a commission owner has slightly more that they can that they claim. Um, you know, obviously the mother might be working on a directive or not, but either way, they've got more to put into the net. How's working from home changed the rules or changed the game for them a little bit? Well, it's basically when you're a salary owner, that's a fixed thing. Uh, for example, a commission owner, if they the commission is 50% of their total income, they are able to claim more type of expenses. But that's that's what SARS allows. For example, they will be able to claim entertainment and travel expenses, which a normal salary owner won't be able to claim. Because a salary um, owner will only be able to claim expenses that's typically linked to their home office, which would be, like we mentioned earlier, is the interest on your bond or the, if you are renting your property, it will be the rental expenses. And then obviously the electricity rates, water, your assets like your laptop and printer and your repairs and maintenance, but it's all linked to your home. Commission earners, it's not specifically linked to your home. You can, there's more little, more expenses that you can claim, like your stationery, for example. And Ilana, what a lot of people are asking, um, interesting on the on the SMS line, is in the last year, um, scientists seem to be a lot more efficient in the sense that they, their assessments are getting checked a lot quicker, refunds are coming through pretty quickly, um, disputes are getting resolved timelessly. Um, is that been your experience also? In most cases, yes, but unfortunately, there was a we, we had some issues with something specific, which not relates to everyone's uh, tax returns. But 
in some sense, SARS has improved much, much better than compared to previous years. And then they had, obviously, with the new glitches, um, with upgrading their system. But as far as we know, they are still working on the system to improve it even better and better as it goes. Fantastic. Good. Ilani, it looks like we need to deviate a little bit from the uh, the press release because there are a lot of questions coming through. Our, um, what people are asking now is about source documents. Is it all good and well to put in your um, the, the spreadsheet or the active uh, table that you've got there? Do they need to have the proof of where they got all those figures from? My knee-jerk reaction is, of course they do. Yes, it would be the, the best is to have a file with all the invoices, including the proof of payment. That's the best, because if SARS asks for those documents and you do not have it, they can decline that deduction. Um, it would be good to have those two, but in my personal opinion, I would also keep a little spreadsheet to have, give them a nice breakdown at the end of the year. It's like, this is, this is how I got to this total figure. Yeah, I think that's been everybody's experience is that it, you know, you just need to imagine that it's you and I actually sitting at SARS ultimately receiving these directives at the these returns and they need to be processed, they're processed by computer for a good part, but there is human intervention at some stage. If you can make our lives easier and we can logically audit it and come to a conclusion, then we can just process it and move on. But if okay. we, but if it's messy and nothing adds up, that's where the, the challenges come in. Okay, so let's go back to um, the, the the main crux of the whole issue here, is that it's really Tapstone's whole function is to make things easy, where tax was really a scary, overbearing thing. Now it's really something quite straightforward and quite easy. Take us through a little bit of the history as to how Tapstone started, how it's grown, and where it is today. Well, it basically started with... Uh... Uh, our two partners, which is Mark and Evan. Uh, Evan is in IT and Marcus and obviously in tax. And it comes to, Evan came to Marcus like, listen, I, I'm not sure how to do my tax. And they, in 2007, they decided, okay, but let's, let's do this because not everyone knows how to complete their tax returns. And from there, they started tax them and they actually started in a small little office area. And from since then, they, we just grew. And <laughs> um, ultimately, are a lot, is this set up only for individuals or can a corporate use it also? We have an availability to submit IT 14s, um, but obviously it can be used, but we more, our main focus is for individuals specifically. Uh, but we have extra products for like the IT 14 to submit through us. Okay, fantastic. So clearly people are going on the website and people are looking at and they're coming up with questions. So the question of oh, it's just come up here is that it says that I can deduct the interest on my bond. How do I calculate that? The interest of the bond, you will just need to take the total, um, your all your bond statements and you will need, need to look for the interest amount and then you, if it's a quarterly, then you obviously have four pages and then you need to find the four um, interest amounts on each of them and just add it together. Then you will have the total interest for that specific year. And then you can just plot it down in our calculator to help you assist to calculate the deduction for you. 
So the same person is saying, um, I see the interest calculate, um, let's see, I see the interest stated on my statement, but it also says there's service and, and costs related to the bond. Are those deductible also? Yes, that's also de- uh, deductible. The only expense that would not be deductible is if you purchase a new property and there's that initial um, cost to get that bond, that cost will not be deductible because that is seen as a capital expense. Okay, so that's something yeah. else I want to mention to you because you've got your repair to premises. So I, I'm just thinking, at where's the fine line between repair, which is a deductible, and a improvement, which is a capital expenditure? Where does one draw that line? And that is also a- bearing in mind, you can't claim twice because one will affect capital gains and one won't. That's correct. That's a very, very good question. Well, uh, and the easy way to see it is, like, for example, if your roof is leaking and you get a contractor and he's like, okay, you've got a leak in your roof, it's a quick fix, then they help you and they fix that. That will qualify as a phrase of maintenance. But for, for say, for example, there's a small leak, but you decide no. But, okay, while it's leaking and I need to fix it, I would actually want a new roof. I want a more fancier or more environmental friendly one. I'm going to take the old roof off and put a new one on. That will classify as an improvement, which is a capital expense. Fantastic. So it's really got to do with the nature of how it's being done. That's correct. Okay. All I must say is that I'm, I'm actually blown away by the press release. So whoever wrote it, well done, first of all. Second Thank of all, you very much. it's easy to read, it's intuitive, and it's, it's really, really interactive. As you were talking, I, I went and I saw that line, but employer letter. There you go, you click on it, there's the letter. All you need to do is take it, put it on your letterhead, fill in the details, and you don't have to think. So you've really taken care of everything. And yes. Ilana, before I let you go, it, there are many, many people that, or we know the stat, that the majority of businesses either fail from um, cash flow issues, and the other big issue is from tax issues, where tax is not taken care of. All of a sudden, it's over. It's overburdening. They haven't got the reserves, and they haven't. They've spent money that they shouldn't have, and now they can't pay sales, and they just fold. Um, what does it cost for a person to use tax term on an ongoing basis? Basically, it, we they can refer to our taxterm.com. We've got different packages. It depends on what you require because, for example, you can only have an IP5 and someone else is a sole proprietor. So the, exp- the cost of it will be much different, but I can definitely say we are much cheaper than a normal accountant out there. And it's really, uh, uh, all it takes is the, for the user to go online, interact with it. If they get to the point where they actually feel they need to speak to a human being, is there someone to speak to? Definitely. We've got a whole specialized tax team on the ready and to go for you. Um, you can go onto our website. Uh, we've got a place where you can ask a question. Our, our website normally refers you to quick few blogs and calculators to see if perhaps they can already ask, give you the answer to the question you have. But if that doesn't answer your question, on the right side there, you can just click on ask now again, and then you've got, you scroll down and then there's a little box that you can provide us more details regarding your question. And then it will send to our help desk, which we can give a response on. Ilani, I just want to say to everybody out there, all those of you who have not done the taxes one year after another, after another, 
that monkey eventually is going to catch you. And eventually that burden is going to be absolutely crippling. Do it on an ongoing basis. Either get someone to do it for you and pay whatever they charge you graciously because otherwise it won't get done. Or use a company like Textum. But my advice would be to use Textum right away so that you just get everything organized and you get used to doing things on a regular basis so that what can just be a simple, easy process doesn't need to be something that is really going to cause you a huge amount of headache. Um, Ilana, before I let you go, please just give out the website address one more time. It's textum.com. Well, it doesn't get easier than that. <laughs> Not at all. Thank you so much. Thank you for coming on. And thank you for starting a business that employs people, but also thank you for providing a service that really makes everybody's nightmare go away. Only a pleasure. Thank you for the invite.